the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jacob's concern here is not, is it right, but rather, is it safe? He was worried about this so-called 11th commandment, thou shalt not get caught. It's not one of the 10 God gave, by the way. And this has become a feature of America's new emerging culture. It's not wrong unless you get caught. Wow. So we are spending time in chapter 27 of Genesis once again, focusing on the deception that Jacob would bring to his father. This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. We invite you to join us this week as we continue our journey through Genesis. Here's Pastor Leighton and today's broadcast. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then get your weapons, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Now, the clause, I don't know the day of my death, is literal, but what he's really meaning is he thinks he might die soon, that he's he's feeling like he's near death. People sometimes, you know, get that feeling, and so he's preparing to die, he's trying to put things in order, and he wants to give his blessing to Esau. Verse 5, now Rebekah was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Do what I say. You've heard that, right, from moms? Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. So when Isaac sent for Esau to come to his tent, Rebekah noticed it and stayed nearby so she could find out what was happening. Uh, she was quite interested in family matters. Later when Esau revealed he planned to kill his brother, she also heard about that. So she must have been very good at eavesdropping and uh, keeping ahead of things that were happening. She was the mom who had eyes in the back of her head, Right? And, of course, uh, we're talking about tents here, so they don't, they don't hide an awful lot. And so she heard the whole thing, and probably if he was old enough that he was losing his sight, he may have also been losing his hearing, and that means he might have been talking a little louder than he did when he was younger. So there's a couple of things that are happening here, and, you know, a normal healthy family would have had some uh, healthy relationships, uh, conversations, I should say, before any such action was taken. Uh, Dad would have talked with Mom about his thoughts, about his plans, and Mom would have expressed her concerns and may have come up with some alternative ideas. 
And then once mom and dad were on the same page, then they might have brought the matter up to their offspring in an appropriate time and place. And then the children's concerns could be heard and considered. And then, and only then, would action be taken in a normal, healthy family. None of that happened here. Dad made up his mind what he was going to do and almost secretly proceeds without any discussion with his wife. The wife hears about it, and instead of talking with Dad and hubby about the matter, decides that she's going to start scheming. And knowing that Jacob was chosen to receive the covenant blessing, Rebecca takes matters into her own hands and wants to make sure that her favorite son gets what the Lord promised to him. Uh, it's interesting that the scriptures here don't condemn her for her actions and her motivations may have been mixed. She might have been both wanting to accomplish what the Lord wanted, uh, had planned and as well as wanting to make sure her favorite son didn't get uh, taken advantage of. So in any event, Rebecca chose to control Jacob and also to deceive her husband. Now it's obvious then that Rebecca had lost trust and faith in her husband's spiritual leadership. And she also uh, had any trust in him that he would listen receptively to her diminished as well. So I'm going to ask a question, and I don't want you to put your hands up. And the question is this, how many husbands do not listen to their wives considering spiritual matters? You know, it's nothing new. It's not abnormal, unfortunately. Even Isaac and Rebecca experienced it. And it's quite common among married believers around the globe and throughout the centuries of time. Now, some have observed that Rebecca had such an ornate plan <laughs> that, and, it, and, and it's so, it's, it appears like it came together so fast that some of us suggested she was actually working on this plan for a while. And uh, she even had a recipe ready. And she must have been an incredible cook to make a domestic goat taste like wild game venison. And she knew the way to Isaac's heart was through his stomach. And by the way, as an aside, when Jenny and I were dating, she cooked me a brunch one day, and it was so delicious. It was one of those clincher deals. I'm taking this woman to be my wife. What I did not know until after we were married is she went out and got $7 an ounce saffron to put in that meal. And so she was committing chemical warfare, <laughs> which we're both happy she did. Verse 11, Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, but my brother Esau is a hairy man and I'm a man with smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I, I would appear to be tricking him and, and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. So he has a reservation about this, but it doesn't have to do with moral issues. It has to do with the fear of not being able to pull it off and coming under a curse instead of a blessing. So Jacob's concern here is not, is it right? But rather, is it safe? He was worried about this so-called 11th commandment, thou shalt not get caught. <laughs> it's not one of the 10 God gave, by the way. And this has become a feature of America's new emerging culture. It's not wrong unless you get caught. 
It's not wrong if God says it's wrong. It's not wrong if there's a law against it. But if you get caught, you've done wrong. But godly people know that God is always watching. And when you do something wrong, it's always wrong. Whether you get caught in this world or not. His mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. So Isaac and Rebekah were both operating based on faulty philosophies. Isaac's philosophy was, if it feels good, it is good. And Rebekah's philosophy was, the end justifies the means. You've heard that before. Both of these philosophies are wrong. Uh, Rebecca's beliefs were based on assuming that God was weak and needed her help. She couldn't trust God to fulfill the plan, so she needed to help God out because it was for a good cause. A little de- deception was not, was not problematic. But, folks, there is no place for deception in the life of a believer. Psalm 32 says, Blessed is the man in whose spirit is no deceit. 2 Corinthians 11 says, Satan is the deceiver. Jesus said in John 14, he is the truth. As believers, we're supposed to follow the example of Jesus, not Satan. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with the goatskins. Then she handed to her son Jacob the tasty food and the bread that she had made. And he went to his father and said, My father. Yes, my son, he answered. Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Now you notice he doesn't say the Lord my God. He doesn't say the Lord our God. He says the Lord your God. This isn't my God. This is your God. He disassociates himself from God. And Isaac here is uh, not quite sure, so he decides next he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna, uh, use his sense of touch. So then Isaac said to Jacob, come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. He's suspicious. Jacob went closer to his father Isaac, who touched him and said, well, the voice is the voice of Jacob, But the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he blessed him. Are you really my son Esau, he said. I am, he replied. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat, so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him, and he ate, and he brought some wine, and he drank. And then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, and kiss me. So he's, he's still a bit suspicious here. His doubts have not been laid to, to rest. He's already used the sense of hearing and touch, and now he's going to use the sense of smell as another, uh, as another test. And Genesis is the book of first mention, and this is the first mention of the word kiss. And it's found several times later in the, in, in the book, but 
A kiss in the biblical context is a gesture in which the one kissing places their lips on the cheek of the one being kissed, and it's usually used uh, between family members, close relatives, as a way of greeting and saying farewell. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of heaven's dew and of earth's richness. An abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you and be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. Well, in spite of the sin that surrounds this whole scene before us in chapter 27, God still has his way, doesn't he? That is mercy. And that's what we're learning here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Thank you for joining us today. Throughout the rest of this week, we will spend our time in Genesis chapters 27 and 28. And we invite you to spend time with us this week as we grow in grace. Questions about the program, information, maybe you'd like to review the broadcast at your convenience once again. Visit our website, highlands.us highlands.us Well again, chapter 27 before us tomorrow. Join us then for study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.